welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the Director of Outreach and Faith Formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral. And my name is Maya Little Sonia, and I'm the Youth Minister here. My name is Jackie Pippin, and I'm the Digital Resource Curator. Jackie, back on the podcast. So excited. What's up, you guys? What a hiatus it's been. So many things have happened. So many things. Where have you been? Tell everybody. Um, my parents have come to visit me in Japan. So fun. That's lit. So we are. We went to southern Japan, Osaka and Kyoto, which is about the distance between San Diego and San Francisco. So we, Scott and I, met them in Kyoto and Osaka, and we did awesome things. We went to a monkey mountain with like free range monkeys that would like run by your legs wow free range of monkeys. If I said, like, it was amazing so and then we brought them up to our home in misawa and um you know they're from california they're from palm desert but uh the night before last we had uh six earthquakes <laughs> what <laughs> so i'm pretty sure japan might be trying to tell them something yeah. japan might not like my parents right <laughs> evidently not well we're glad you're back on the podcast it's great to it's be been here too long yeah we missed you um and uh we are going to do a listener email question and comment mm-hmm. segment uh answering all your questions reading your comments and sharing all of your stories from your week of using the faith to resources so make sure to, to send an email to faith to go at sdpaulcathedral.org with those or go on the myfaith2go.org website and type your questions, comments, or stories into the chat uh, function at the bottom of the screen. Um, and like every week, our faith to go resources, uh, which come out every Sunday, are based on the gospel for this Sunday, which is Mark 7, 24 to 37. Uh, you can find all those resources at myfaith2go.org, where you can also sign up for the weekly email, uh, which you can do at the bottom of the, of the homepage of the website and get those in your inbox every Sunday. So before we get into our discussion, Maya is going to read the gospel, Mark 7, 24 to 37, and then we'll take it from there. From there, he sat out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there. Yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile, a Syrophoenician of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For saying that, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home, found the child lying on the bed, and the demon gone. Then he returned from the region of Tyre, and went by the way of Sidon towards the Sea of Galilee in the region of Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had been who had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him aside in private, away from the crowd, and put his fingers in his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephesatha, that is, be opened. And immediately his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. 
Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one, but the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, he has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear it and the mute to speak. Thanks, Maya. Uh, so, the, we actually have two stories in this reading for the gospel this week. Um, and so we're going to treat them, treat it as one big reading and talk about uh, the whole thing. Three part, three Highlight three things from this whole reading, um, but recognizing that it is two pretty distinct stories, though they, they go together well. Um, just a quick bit of context. This is the this story follows right after the story that we talked about last week in the gospel, which was Mark seven one through twenty three, which was uh, Jesus talking to the Pharisees about um, cleaning rituals for hands and. Uh, utensils and things like that. And the idea that it's not what you eat that makes you unclean, but what comes out of your heart that makes you unclean. So so Jesus is moving on from that conversation and out of Galilee to a place spelled T-Y-R-E, which you can pronounce any number of different ways. You could say tear or tire, either one, uh, which is a region just next to, just like uh, neighboring Galilee. So he's not moving very far away, but he's going into into Tyre, which is one region over, and then Sidon, which is about 20 miles away from Tyre. So the thing that's important to recognize is that he's moving out of a place that is majority Jewish and moving into a place uh, that is that is not Jewish, that is in most likely not just not Jewish, but hostile. There is some hostility between people that are Jewish and the people that live in these surrounding regions. So, uh, Jackie has the first point that we will talk about for the story. So, some of our regular listeners might remember when I brought this up before, but I think that this is a clear situation in which it is involved, but compassion fatigue. Mm. Um, in this story, Jesus seems extremely unpleasant. <laughs> That's a word for it, yeah. <laughs> Just, it's, it seems like he needs to take a nap, he needs a day off, mm-hmm. he is a grump. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's important that we remember that Jesus is fully divine and fully human. And in that, he is allowed to have compassion fatigue. Um, but that's, that's hard to read. It's hard to read and it's hard to... It's hard to look at a, at a God that can get compassion fatigue because you want him to be perfect. You want him to look at every person that comes to him and think that they are worthy and valuable and loved immediately and always ready to help. Um, but that's not that's not real and that's not very sustainable. Um, so I think that this is just a great reminder of the importance of recognizing our bodies and their needs when we need to rest. Um, but also our need for, I think it's also hard because Jesus doesn't have a solid group of people that he can rely on and go to and, and, process things with the disciples weren't the best listeners as we've covered time <laughs> and time again yeah. no one, um, no one and got i can't him. imagine yeah. how exhausting that is yeah. 
if you think back to last week's story, it's like a perfect microcosm of that. He's constantly, he's taking, he's using a lot of energy to push back against these kind of institutionalized cultural practices of the Pharisees and taking a lot of energy to teach and push back and argue with them. And then he turns to his disciples who are his like main group of friends and they just don't understand <laughs> what he's talking about. So he has <laughs> yes. to take energy to explain it to them a second time. Mm-hmm. And so we find, so, um, so that just happened. And then this story starts. He then rose up, left that place and set out on a journey to the region around Tyre. He went into a house and did not want anyone to know he was there, but it was impossible to avoid being discovered. So he's he's trying to get away. <laughs> like yeah. he it it is a really to your point Jackie, it is a really humanizing story, partially because yeah. of how hostile he is, right. which which really resonates I think with our humanity. Yeah. And is and is uncomfortable because we want to think about Jesus as having ultimate and complete compassion for every single human being that he encounters and being this like really lovey-dovey, kind open-armed pastoral Jesus. Yeah. But he's trying to, he is trying to escape and, and in the midst of trying to escape encounters this person who just gets really frustrated with, it seems like. And so I think that the, that goes to the, the point that I want to highlight here, which is this interaction with this, um, woman who, as it says here, was a Greek and a Syrophoenician by birth. So we are here to assume that she is not Jewish and has this very specific uh, Greek um, cultural heritage and Syrophoenician ethnicity. Um, So she goes up to Jesus and begs him to expel the demon from her daughter. But he says to her, let the children first eat all they want. Or you could say, let the children first be satisfied. For it is not right to take food from the children and throw it to the little dogs. Dang. But the woman retorted and said to him, sir, even the little dogs under the table make a meal of the crumbs that the children give them. And he said to her, because of what you said, go home. The demon has already left your daughter. When she arrived home, she found her little child lying on a bed. But the demon was gone. So, our favorite Jesus that loves the little children and all the people tells this woman who comes to him and says that her little daughter is possessed by a demon, ask him to heal her, that they're little dogs and they don't deserve the food that is meant for his, his religious group, cultural group, uh, ethnic group. Even. So, that's a tough one. And I think we just need to take it for what it is because it, you know, we can't just cut out the parts of scripture that we don't like. So what, what if we, let's hold it gently and see what it indicates about Jesus and about us. And so what I love about it is that first there's this persistence by this woman in the face of who she understands to be a very powerful person. However she understands Jesus, she knows that he is this power to heal and he has this authority. And in the face of that rejection from that authority figure, she persists and does this kind of, you know, verbal 
uh, jousting with mm-hmm. Jesus uh, and wins. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, so Jesus is saying, we've just talked about, you know, Jesus has some limited energy resources, possibly. You know, he wants to be alone. So he says, let the children first eat all they want, for it is not right to take the food from the children and throw it to the little dogs. So Jesus saying, salvation first for the Jewish people. My, my gospel, my good news is first for those people who are Jewish. And it wouldn't be right for me to, to bring that good news to anyone other than people who are Jewish until all the people who are Jewish have what they need, what I have come to give them. Which is indicative of a couple things. First, it's a bit of tribalism. And it's a bit of hostility. And it's also this, a bit of scarcity of resources. You know, that there might not be enough to go around. So why, I can't give it to you before I make sure that everyone else is, all the children have been filled. The chosen ones have been filled. And... The woman says to him, Sir, even the little dogs under the table make a meal of the crumbs that the children give them. So, like, the woman is saying, Jesus is talking about dogs that are, like, laying out on the street and throwing food out to dogs rather than feeding it to children. And the woman is saying, well, even the dogs can make a meal out of what the children give to them after they've eaten. And so... The thing that that is that I want to highlight is not so much specifically this back and forth, but the fact that Jesus changes his mind. Because what he doesn't do is say, okay, once I've healed all the people I need to heal, and once I've completed my ministry with the Jewish people, I will come back and heal your daughter. He does it right then and there. Which to me means that Jesus has changed his mind and realized that she is one of the children also and has realized that he goes wrong in calling her a dog, <laughs> which should have been kind of apparent to me, but <laughs> you know, baby steps. that's the story, right? Baby steps. Um, so yeah, just this idea that, that, and I think it has a lot We We can learn a lot from this, especially in our current, in our current state of affairs in our societally and culturally there's a lot of tribalism that goes on and especially a lot of feeling of scarcity of resources and anyone that is outside of my group, I can't possibly share resources with them or even think that they are worthy of, of, of my sharing of resources because I need to take care of my own first. America first, anyone? Yeah. I, I don't and, know if you're trying to avoid saying that. But. <laughs> and... What this story shows is that as soon as interaction happens, those walls show themselves to have been illusory the whole time. Like, it's not that the walls come down. It's that the walls were never there in the first place. They were made up. Um, Not that there aren't differences between people and between cultures and between religions and between, you know, people that are from different geographical areas, but that... When we, are, when we are able to actually communicate with one another and share a conversation, we can't help but recognize our shared humanity. And that's what Jesus does here. Again, talking about Jesus' humanity is recognizing that there is... Jesus' worldview expands, which is crazy to think about when we think about Jesus being fully human and fully divine. But maybe that's part of being divine. 
is that there is an interplay here of our worldview expanding and God's worldview expanding too. I don't know exactly how that would work, but it did. That's what's happening yeah. here. Is like Jesus's worldview, his assumptions, his his own racism is is showing itself to be false and is break and he's breaking and there's barriers being breaking broken down for him and his worldview is opening up and he's letting more people recognizing that the table is larger and that there is more food to go around than he thought there was. So that well, goes over. and not only that the table is larger, but that he needs to do something about that. Mm-hmm. That yes, the table is larger and he is called to bring people to those right. I was chairs. Say that. He's called to send some invites. So yeah, right. Because he doesn't walk away. He doesn't say, "Oh, that's a good point," and then walks away. Yeah, no. <laughs> he right. does something. He brings her there. Yeah. Yeah. He takes action, and ultimately, it's her action that that heals her daughter, which is what he says. But um, just that there is this healing that takes place just in the interacting. I think, yeah, and Jesus healed a lot of people. It says, you know, in multiple occasions, like, he healed many people, he healed the masses, you know. And I just always think it's interesting to take into account which ones are documented specifically within the Bible. And this one with the man inside on, that so, yeah, kind of what I wanted to talk about is I feel like it's somewhat a reflection and a metaphor of, like, how Jesus's ears were opened and his tongue was loosened um, with his interaction with the woman. Like, he goes to Sidon, and just as he heals this man, it, I just can't help but imagine that's how he felt as well when he had realized that he had changed his mind. And how we feel, I think, when we, you know, become aware of certain situations because, you know, like the oppression of other people, and we just... I, for example, growing up in a privileged background maybe didn't know, didn't know a lot of all of the oppression that many many people go through and so when you find that out like it is that kind of moment of like your tongue is loosened you need to tell people about it you need to do something you're there is a responsibility that comes with knowing and your ears being opened because you can make a conscious decision i think to avoid hearing what people are telling you about their experiences because like you said jesus could have been like all right cool like i'm gonna go now you know and and not listened because just as, because with communication, that's a two-way street. You know, you talk and you listen. And I think relationship is really built, I mean, you've heard it time and time and again, on communication. And so through that relationship building, through that healing, that is done through speaking and through hearing. And those are both equally transformative. And, and so just as we are called to speak our stories and stuff, we are equally, if not more so, you know, called to to hear, to have our tongues loosened, so not to necessarily say what we were going to say, but to share other people's truth, because it's it's that woman's idea about her own worth that affected Jesus, and caused, it's like a chain reaction, yes. so it's, as soon as our tongues are loosened, we'll just say what was said to us. Yeah, and interestingly, uh, this, the last sentence, the last verse um, in another translation, uh, says, then everyone was totally awestruck and said, he has done all things well and even has made the deaf to hear and given a voice to the voiceless. And just that phrase, given a voice to the voiceless is like, he has, 
this woman affects Jesus by making her voice heard, like by, by speaking her truth to him and making her voice heard to him and claiming her voice in front of his authority. And then he goes, that is like this chain reaction you're talking about. He goes out and gives a voice to someone who was voiceless. And that man in Sidon, I mean, okay, yeah, he was, he was deaf, but I was going to say he'd never heard mm-hmm. the woman in, he'd never, he would have never met the woman probably in, in um, Tyre, mm-hmm. but he heard her voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Metaphorically. He, he, yes, metaphorically <laughs> he heard her voice, you know, because the impact that she had on Jesus, what she had to say to Jesus, yeah. he became the receiving end of that. So even if the words are different and stuff, and that's how the like, Holy Spirit works. Right. Her voice it's, resonated all the way to Sidon. Right. Where, and, it, and it manifested in a different way. Yeah. The way that Jesus, the way that Jesus's worldview expanded, led him into Sidon to again, heal someone that wasn't Jewish. So it's, he's even, he's going, he's not even just saying to this individual woman who said, He's not, he's not even, like, changing his mind and just healing this woman, but now going out and healing non-Jewish people uh, that aren't even petitioning like she did. Like, yeah. she opens his mind to the point where he realizes that there is work to do outside of Galilee, mm-hmm. you know, and he goes and does that work in Sidon. So those are our three points. Uh, the first point was uh, about compassion fatigue. And Jesus is, hum- Jesus is humanity and showing how important it is uh, to escape sometimes. And that uh, Jesus' example is that that is an important thing to do and to make sure that you have a place to go uh, when, you are, when you are fatigued from your work in the world. Um, the second one was about Jesus's worldview expanding from this interaction he was having from someone he was not expecting to want to help and hadn't planned on helping in the first place uh, because she was from a different group than he was. And just the idea that interaction can lead, should can and should lead to an expanded worldview and a new direction uh, to our work in the world like, like it did for Jesus. And then the third thing was Maya's about making sure that our ears are open and our tongues are loosed and that in these interactions, that is what we are being called to do, is to hear deeply and to share deeply uh, our truths and the truths of other people. So, that being said, Maya is going to read the gospel one more time and see if you hear anything differently after having that conversation. From there, he sat out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want to want anyone to know he was there. Yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For saying that, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home, found the child laying on the bed, and the demon gone. Then he returned from the region of Tyre, and went away, went by the way of Sidon towards the Sea of Galilee, in the region of Decapolis. They brought him a deaf man who had 
impediment in his speech, and they begged him to lay hands on him. He, he took him aside in private, away from the crowd, and put his fingers in his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then he looked up to heaven, he sighed, and said to him, Ephephatha, that is, be opened. And immediately his ears were opened, and his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one. The more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. All right. That is our episode for this week. We'll be back in your podcast feed next Sunday, September 16th. Wow. Until then, make sure you go and check out the faith to go resources for this week at www.myfaith2go.org, where you can also sign up for our weekly email and get those in your inbox every Sunday morning. Uh, make sure to send us an email either to faith to faith to go at stpaulcathedral.org or through the chat function on the website with any questions, comments, or stories you have from this week of faith to go resources. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at faith to go and rate and review this podcast to help other people find it. Thanks for listening, everybody, and until next time, say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.